This episode of the Jamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to stream the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2? If not, I highly suggest you boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, and go support the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2. So many awesome tracks from so many awesome bands. So please do yourself a favor and go stream that shit. And also, if you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel and go pre-order yourself a copy of the vinyl. I noticed that the Striker CDs had sold out, so shout out to everybody who had a chance to pick up a copy of that. Such an awesome international band, and I'm hoping one day they can make it over to the States. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Before we get into today's guest, today is Wednesday, August 4th. It's kind of a big day for me. I'm a huge fan of Weekly. They just dropped their fourth mini album, Play Game Holiday, and it's amazing. And I am so excited. I'm happy that the day is finally here where we can stream the new album. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go listen to Weekly, one of the best K-pop groups ever. But on today's episode, we finally, after years, and this is years in the making, we were able to track down Charles Toshio of No Right Fame, audio by Tosh. It was seriously so fun to be able to talk to Charles, to pick his brain and to hear his perspective on him working with bands, working with recording and hearing his perspective on audio. It was, it was really interesting for me. And I was happy to get a really great update on what's going on in the no right camp. There's a lot of awesome things going on. They have a weekend run with mind force, which is amazing. They have a new single titled exempt coming out on America's hardcore volume five. And I'm just so happy that the future looks very bright for no right. I think that they got the brakes pumped on them because of COVID. They came out with Senescence, and I thought it was a great record, and I thought they were going to uh, get even bigger than they already were, but due to COVID, shit slowed down, but I'm seriously so happy to see so many great things happening for them right now, so if you haven't had a chance yet, go boot up your Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, go search No Right, listen to the latest album, Senescence, and just get ready for the new single dropping on America's Hardcore Ball Volume 5. It's it's seriously so awesome. And it was a real pleasure of mine to finally be able to talk to Charles Toshio, someone who I admire. His work is amazing, and what he does for the scene is insane. So strap in, enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Charles Toshio to the show. Okay, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Charles Toshio. This is uh, super awesome, and I'm stoked that you're here. What is up? It's good to be here finally. 
Yeah. So I'm just so curious about uh, you as a person, because I know you like just being an outsider looking in. I know you as uh, this like audio guy from up north who works with so many of the awesome bands from the area. And you also play guitar and no right. But before we get into all of that, I want to hear about how like you got started with um, your like, you know, career in music and how you got into hardcore. Yeah, um, I mean, the the getting into hardcore thing, I think, was the standard thing that everyone did you know in high school you had one friend that went to shows and they dragged you to a show and you're like wow this is pretty cool and you know went from there i think mm-hmm. my first show um wasn't really a hardcore show i guess but in like 2009 i think was my first show i was a, uh, um i think i was a sophomore in high school and i went to see like i wrestled a bear once at some like like teen center in like like 20 minutes from my house and i was like wow these shows are kind of cool and mm-hmm. then you know just having friends drag me to shows, I eventually went to a, a hardcore show in a friend's backyard. And like, I was just like, okay, like this is cool. Like, as long as I don't get like knocked out, like I could, I can go to a lot of these and this is fun. But <laughs> um, the audio side was um, I've like, I always tell people like, cause it wasn't like, I, I never, well, I shouldn't say never, but when I first like was interested in audio, it was never like, Oh, like I should be like a, a music guy. I remember I was always interested in audio because I am a giant, um, how do I say, I'm a coward and I hate scary movies and it is 99% of the time because of the audio. And like, as a kid, like that always fascinated me where I'm like, damn, like the visuals don't scare me. Like, it's like, you know, gore and like scary images doesn't really affect me, but like the, the, uh, the emotion and the tension of like, just these like sound effects and like the music, like that can like take a hold of someone. And like, to me, that always like fascinated me. I was like, yo, like I'm going to be able to like make people freak out, like just with sound. Like, and I kind of like, you know, growing up, like, um, you know, I told my parents and like, Oh, like you could check this out. And like, I, you know, university of Google, pretty much just the endless rabbit hole of YouTube videos and Google. And then, um, again, like other audio engineers for music, I got into recording bands. Cause you know, when you, have your first band going and then you're like, oh, let's go book studio time. And you guys are all like 15, 16, don't have a job. You're like, wow, like studio is kind of expensive. I could just do it myself. And I bought a, um, I think I started actually using a, uh, a rock band USB mic to record like guitars and vocals for my first very shitty band. And I remember uh, we posted like the, the demo or whatever on Facebook and like people I didn't even know were like, yo, like who'd you record with? And I was like, oh, like I just plugged in the rock band mic and that was kind of it. After that, I I went to uh, I went to college for like sound design and post-production for film. And then um, I did like a couple pretty small like movies and like documentaries and stuff and realized that I absolutely hate it. Like dealing with dealing with directors and like all these other people who like aren't really directly a part of the creative process like was obnoxious and then in the film industry like audio dudes like it's the afterthought like you know like you think of like all the big like marvel movies and like all these like triple a titles like it's all just like you know special effects and like visual stuff and then they finish they take like a year to do that and like all right like hand it off to the audio people and you know they give like us like a month to do like you know three months worth of work so i was like i'd rather work with bands who are a little a little more lenient but that's basically that's basically it. That's where that's where I've been. I graduated um, from my college in 2019. Basically, like graduated, went on tour for six months. Pandemic hit, and I've been here since. That's wild. Uh, and 
you know, I, I never even thought about you doing movies or anything like that, but that, that definitely makes sense because obviously that's you know, in your world. But is that door still open? Would you be um, you know, willing to do like a movie or something like that in the future if like the right opportunity came? Yeah, I have like um, I have a few friends that, you know, I, I went to, I met in college that like um, that are still doing stuff for the film. Like I, my really good friend, he does. Um, uh, I guess like production sound is the best way to explain it. He's the guy standing there with the microphone and recording everything while they're filming. And like he had ties. Um, this is the other reason I got turned off by it is like he like he knows a, um, he became friends with a really like high up guy at Sony. Mm-hmm. and another guy at netflix in la and like they were like yo we love you like we want to get you a job like set you up or whatever and like he he basically like did a bunch of work for a bunch of gigantic movies that he's not allowed to tell anyone about because you know he's he wasn't technically a part of the company and then you know they were like all right cool like we like you everyone loves you let's get you in like oh but you have to be a part of this union and to be a part of this union you have to like work this shit job for minimum wage in la for like two years minimum and then pay some weird thing and then you can get part of our company and like Jeez. watching like him jump through all these hoops where it's like you know like you you got to pay your dues and like do mm-hmm. your thing especially like to make it like that big in the audio world yeah um, but like at the same time it's like is it worth like two years of your life of suffering and like because i mean it's not it's not cheap to live anywhere in, in uh california but it's like True. you know two years minimum wage doing something that like you know people are getting paid like five times the amount you are is like not worth it to me at least because i'd rather you know i'd rather record bands that are either free or really cheap for a while and like make a lot of friends and then like hopefully be successful doing that than you know suffering and dealing with like shitty people who like i said before like aren't directly involved with the process Mm -hmm. and like yeah i'm like open to it to do more film stuff because that that friend i'm talking about he's like he does freelance stuff um, and sometimes when he gets like a big project, it's like, yo, like they have a budget. Like, can I just toss you like a little bit of cash? And like, you do this for me, like dialogue editing or um, just set up the sessions and usually, usually take them like a day or something. And it's like, it's cool. Cause you know, you get paid and then I get to like reconnect with him and like, um, mm-hmm. see like what he's up to and kind of see like the, uh, the, like the changing, uh, I guess the landscape of like independent film, even though I'm not like a huge film film nerd or anything but mm-hmm. like watching like how uh, i guess like i don't say like arrogant but like watching like how important like certain directors think they are when it's like you know they're they're just doing like indie film and like they're going to send it off to some film festivals and like it's always interesting just to see that's that's another thing that i love about you know my job whether it's in film or music is like just seeing like the the wide range of like personalities it's like you you play like part therapist part engineer and i that's like another really interesting part of my job that i i am so in love with yeah i don't know if i can handle that <laughs> that's what a lot of people say <laughs> <laughs> trying to hear about other people's problems because like uh, for me like i i, I want to care sometimes but there's other times where like, i hear people talking about like problems and i'm just like wow I don't care. <laughs> and I feel I feel so bad because it's just like uh, I I don't know because I don't like everybody. And, oh, I feel. And then sometimes I, I I don't even know how I get in these situations where I get like people like trying to like tell me about their problems and I'm just like yo, 
I'm trying to maximize my fun in this like, you know, 24 hour cycle of the day. And like, you're kind of, um, you know, intruding on that time. So I was just like, I'm not, I'm not the one, like, unless like we're like, you know, super close homies. Like, I don't think you should be telling me this shit. No, I feel that like, that's, that's another thing. That's like, you have to kind of like, at least in any like creative or, uh, I guess, uh, what's the, what's the word, uh, like service industry for the uh, creative world like mm-hmm. whether you're an audio engineer or like a film guy or like a graphic designer is like you have to be kind of like agnostic with your views on like you know just you know because like you said like you'll hear someone's problems and like you know if your personalities are nowhere like even remotely close to each other like someone can tell you something you're like dude like literally just do this and they'll solve all your problems and like you know they they don't but yeah the thing that i think kind of gets me through that because i mean I'm, I'm very fortunate that like you know 99 i would say yeah 99 percent of the bands i work with or people i interact with like i like i like i like what they do like we all come from like different walks of life like obviously like we we have things in common because we're most of the bands i record as of late have been hardcore bands but it's like the thing that keeps me kind of um that that doesn't turn me off from like you know dealing with different personalities is like the one thing that I relate to with everyone is like how passionate they are with their art. And like, that's the thing that, you know, if there are, you know, definitely like projects I've worked on where like, if there's like, whether it's like a group of people or like a, a member, like where I'm just like, Oh, like that's, that's interesting. But then if anything ever like kind of like gets in my head like that or anything negative like that, I just like, I see how passionate they are about what they do. And I'm like, all right, like this is like where we're the same. This is like where we have like a common ground. And then that like kind of reinvigorates me and then, you know, gets back on gets back on track to finish the record up or whatever we're working on. Have you had a chance to kind of take a step back and like look at like your body of work and see like how impactful some of the bands that you have worked with are? I try like I think it's any creative person you try to like, you know, be proud of what you do and like realize like the impact it has, but I I try not to like get like too deep into it. I I think the main thing that I look at um like because you know obviously like there have been been bands i've worked with like their records have inspired like you know whether it's like a a new wave of new bands being inspired by their sound or like you know like oh like this band started just throwing shows in their hometown and they blew up like i want to do that in my hometown but like i think the thing that i like i really am proud of is like some of the people i've worked with whether it's musicians directly or like other audio engineers where they're just like you know they like they'll ask me a question and like be afraid of like you know my response but you know i'm not like i'm not some dude who's like oh i'm only gonna record you or like talk to you if you're this person like i just like this is like i love audio like i just i'll talk to anybody about anything for hours and like watching like you know musicians i've recorded like after we've like you know we'll have a session and like there have been some musicians who like they kind of struggle and i'm like oh like you know you could try this like you're doing this a little weird like maybe practice this and then like the next time i work with them like they they're like significantly better or like I see them in a show and like they like they kind of take what I said to heart and like they they just are insanely better and they improve and it's the same with their there's a couple engineers that um remember I met uh no right played a show with um turnstile and turnover in SF like I think it was it was pre-pandemic I can't remember when um but I remember like these uh two guys came up to me and they're like hey like we're like audio engineers like we like what you do and we just like chatted at like the merch table for like a minute and then they were like oh like i want to like start doing this more and i was like oh like you know like 
what's your Instagram? Like I'll follow you. Like maybe talk to Sam Pura, the guy who owns the studio that I, I work out of. And like, you know, just, just talk to people. Like there are a lot of weirdos in the audio field, but there are a lot of like good people who just like to be friends with everyone and like watching them just be like, ah, oh, cool. And then, you know, and now those two people are both assistants at Panda Studios for Sam, Sam Pura, who's, you know, the pop punk God. And like watching like people just kind of like, I guess like, take the first step or like the next step in their like path creatively is like something I'm like infinitely more proud of than like the records I've done. Cause you know, like the records are like they're, they're documented and like, they're, they're going to be like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like they'll be there forever. But like, to me, like the biggest impact is like the individuals that like were a part of it and like watching them kind of grow from it. And that's, that's, that's mostly what I focus on over the, the body of work. Okay. No, that that's interesting. I I, I like to hear that, uh, you know, your, your point of view, because uh, when I have, because I've talked to so many bands that you have worked with and uh, I'll be, and I'll, I'm like looking to, to you know see who's getting the credits and then I just see your name constantly. And I'm just like, oh shit, this, this guy is just you know, killing it. Uh, and it's just like, you know, I don't know if it's something in the water or if he's just, you know, super talented or because, you know, so many bands that you work with, obviously, you know, I'm, keep going back to you. So I, I, I just love seeing it. And I, I think it's awesome that those, uh, you know, guys came up and, uh, you know, talked to you and kind of led them down this path that, um, if they were like too scared or if they made like, you know, a, a hesitant decision and didn't talk to you, like who knows where they would be right now. So I, I'm stoked to, to hear where people take those chances and, uh, you know, it just leads them down this crazy path that, you know, they obviously couldn't have went down if they didn't talk to you. Yeah. I think it's important. Like, it's like, um, I forgot I was talking to talking about this with someone the other day, but like, you know, it's like growing up, all you need is like a little bit of support or like just with anything, you need a little bit of support, mm -hmm. like whether it's like, you know, a family member or like somebody completely random or someone that you like, you know, is doing something you want to do, just telling you, yeah, go for it. Or like, oh, like, you know, maybe don't do that. Like try this instead. And like just that, that little pivot, like in your path to do whatever you want to do, I think is like important. Cause I, I feel like every, or most people have had at least one, like instance like that in their life where like it was for the better and you know the, if that didn't happen like where would they be like and i think that's really important dude i've told this story on the podcast before i when i started to take doing the podcast like more serious because I, I did like 20 episodes where it was just me telling like random stories and like getting made fun of by like my peers and i didn't really know where i was going to go with it but then i took a chance and wanted to do like a, you know, have a guest on from a band and, you know, see where it went. And at the time, uh, the, the guest that I asked to, to come on, um, his name is Antonio he sings for a band called spine. Awesome dude. We're still friends to this day at the time. He didn't know this, but I kind of put it all on him. I was like, all right, in my mind, I'm like, if this goes well, this could be a thing. Um, but if it sucks and it's weird, or if he turns me down, I might just pack it up and uh, you know give up on it because it was it just got you know do, t telling me my weird stories got old really fast. Um, yeah. But then I, I do this one podcast with uh, you know Antonio from Spine, and I, I get a lot of you know positive feedback, and then it just kind of starts this crazy snowball, and th that was back in 2017, and here we are now, and like uh, 2021, and I'm still going. So it's just like it's it's crazy, yeah. So I, I I'm happy that I, I took that chance, and uh, it just happened to work out. Because if it didn't, like I, you know, I, I would feel kind of bad not doing anything to give back to the scene, other than just going to shows and supporting bands. 
but uh yeah it's, it's just like that one instance changed everything because now this podcast it's like takes up it, it occupies my brain like i think about it all the time because i'm constantly you know uh, uh trying to book guests or you know people hitting me up wanting to come on and it's just like it's just like 20 it's 24 7 so I, I never get a break from it but it's awesome it's cool i'm, I'm thankful that I, I get to do this no that's uh, it's awesome like you definitely have a, a cool thing going like like i said i'm not like a gigantic podcast person but like the, the few episodes that i've heard like i i genuinely enjoy it and like you know i think like you said like it it just it took that one guy to just be like yeah i'm down and like that was like the inspiration or the catalyst to like keep going and that's important because like you know at least in like in like the audio fields um regardless if it's like film or like music it's like you work like to prepare yourself for like your one shot whether it's like you know whether it's like a big shot like you know you record like grammy grammy winning band or like just that one band that will like like get you exposed to like a group of people like a group of passionate people that you want to work with like you just have to be ready for that one that one like moment to like you know start doing what you want to do and like that was awesome that uh that that guy was a guy from you said spine right yeah yeah it's it's sick that he was just down and then now look at you you got a you got a pretty awesome podcast going <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's it's awesome and like i said I'm, I'm super thankful uh so how do you get from recording your band's demo with a rock band mic to actually like getting into like a real big time studio um, I didn't start at Panda until 2018 because I've been recording like my bands and like friends bands demos for a while. And then I think it was when I started to, because you know, the, uh, like most people, you record out of your parents' living room. And then I think it was when it started to be like, you know, people I didn't know, like at all, like hitting me up. And I was like, all right, I should probably like, you know look for a studio and not bring like complete strangers over to my parents house mm -hmm. and um at the time panda studios uh had a manager uh his name was clay and like i'm really good friends with him like um we went to shows together and he played in a few bands that i've i've like played shows with and like i forgot how it got brought up but like i was just like oh yeah i'm like looking for a spot and like for whatever reason um you know maybe i don't know if i was just dumb or like i was like nervous to ask him because you know panda studios pretty big name like the pop punk world or or just music world in general he's like oh like why don't you just come by and like you know hang out with sam and meet him and then like see what's up and i was like fuck all right just let me know when 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 uh when it's good to come by and i came by like hung out with clay and sam sam's like awesome dude super passionate about everything he does he's a great engineer hung out like i watched him like i forgot what band he's recording he's recording some band and like afterwards like i was there for like an hour or two and it's like all right like we can go and like it's good hanging he's like yeah just uh let me know when you got a session and uh we'll like work something out and i've been doing like freelance stuff out of panda since i think late 2018 i think is when i started some sometime in 2018 i can't remember okay so like you didn't even like have like that formal conversation like oh like hey would it be cool if i could do something here he just kind of was like hey like just hit me up i think uh clay probably like you know told him about it. it's like oh like i got a homie who's an engineer who's like looking to like do freelance stuff and sam mm -hmm. you know studio owner he wants to he wants to you know pay his rent and get engineers in there to um you know make some money and make some cool uh cool records and like he was just like yeah like you know as a studio owner like you want like you want like your someone to be in the studio like pretty much every day and like i i think he was just like yeah like come on through and then since then we've been good friends like i i see him well, as of late, I haven't. He just had a kid, so he's been he's been busy doing that. But mm -hmm. like, because of that, I've just been you know at the time I was in school, so like it was, you know, maybe once a month, twice a month, I would like get a band in there on the weekends, and then um, 
like that's like this past like quarantine has been weird because like you know i after i graduated college in 2019 summer 2019 like i took i just told myself like i need like six months off like i'll take the rest of 2019 to like be lazy not really have a job like i'll do like audio stuff but like i'm not going to get like a, a like a, a steady job um just so i can like kind of decompress because school like took a lot out of me and uh i toured with uh, no right for a bit and then you know as soon as i was like all right time to take it seriously started booking a bunch of bands and then COVID hit and i was still really busy for the first like month or two of COVID, and like i think it was just you know at the time everyone's like oh shit like it's gonna be a lockdown everyone's gonna be chilling at home like we should like get in there record some music everyone's gonna listen to it because no one's doing anything so I had like a bunch of bands, like the first, like, what was it? When did COVID lock the lockdown start? Like March or something like that? Yeah, March 2020. Yeah, I think like I was like, I wasn't like booked solid, but I like, you know, I had like at least two weeks out of the month just booked until like April, I think. And it kind of started like slow down. And then um, it was, it's it's been weird. Like I, it's hard to gauge like, how well i think i'm doing because you know i'm i'm busy enough where i'm like you know i i'm it's not enough to like sustain right now like if i were to like open my own spot but like you know i'm able to pay my pay my bills like luckily my my parents are letting me like live at home and i'm able to save up and stuff but like i'd like to think that you know i'm relatively busy during quarantine so <laughs> whenever covid eventually ends in like you know three years mm-hmm. uh i'll be able to get my own spot but yeah i've just been grinding it out and this weird uh weird situation this whole world's in right now and did you have to like screen people like did you have to like you change up like your whole routine when you had bands come in and record uh during this past year yeah i think i forgot when um because you know obviously i was like hey like you know wear masks uh mm-hmm. if you feel like you got any like symptoms like don't fucking show up and um you know bands were super cool they all wore masks like um there are some bands were like um I remember uh, it was actually funny the first time i recorded spy um it was just peter and cole the the vocalist and the the drummer and they're like hey like you know like taking it seriously like we don't want really anyone else like showing up if they don't have to like peter recorded all the guitars bass and vocals and you know cole did the drums and it was just them two and i've, I've had other bands where they're just like you know like we're just gonna bring like it's mostly just like us two like we can have like two or three people record it and everyone else can stay home so there's less people and then you know as people started getting like vaccinated um, more people started um like showing up and it it's just in the last like month it feels like you know there isn't a pandemic because i mean you're in a you're in a windowless room for like 10 hours <laughs> or eight to 10 hours so like you're kind of in like a little uh vacuum but now that uh you know the delta variants and stuff's coming back up probably have to put masks on it again at some point even though most people i'm pretty sure everyone i've recorded uh, at least they say they have been vaccinated mm-hmm. um, or have been smart but you know we just like you know we got like hand sanitizers and like crazy air purifiers for every room just like kind of like you know just doing what we can to make people feel safe but at the end of the day it's it's up to them like whether wherever they stand on you know vaccinations or like covid in general like i'm just hopeful that they respect the uh the studio policies and you know the safety of everyone who works out of the studio yeah i i i would hope that they would have that common sense to not be like a, a super spreader and stay home and oh, yeah. <laughs> just record another day you know yeah um but yeah it, it, it is insane because you know i spent like all of yesterday in la and like they have like their mask mandate back so like i wore a mask everywhere 
but I, I live and work in Orange County and there's no mask mandate. And in some places still are required like private businesses and stuff. Uh, but then like, you know, just going through my day today, I was like, man, this is so different because I, I don't have to wear a mask anywhere I go. My upper lip's not all sweaty. And I'm just like, yeah, this is so weird to think about again because I'm just like, okay, how is it that we're like so close to LA, but like we're just on like two totally different pages, like when it comes to this thing. And it just like kind of brought me back to like last year when I like did like a drove to Texas and back. Uh, and just seeing like, you know, uh, like these alternating states, like open, close, open, close. I'm like, yeah, this is this is weird. Like we were so close, like, you know, things were getting so good. But now it feels like we're just kind of just falling, falling back into it. But uh, I'm hopeful. Yeah, like I'm, uh, you know, so many people vaccinated. Like, yeah, like the, uh, the numbers are you know rising again, but hopefully it doesn't get as high as it first did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember um, at the end of last year, um, I only had one month where I it was just slow i had nobody booked and like i i got a job um as like an amazon delivery driver and like i remember um i was doing that like part-time and i was delivering to santa cruz which is like it's like an hour from fremont like 30 minutes from where i live in san jose and like you know san jose like everywhere i like frequent like at least during the pandemic like everyone's super polite wears masks no one's like you're not you don't really feel bad uncomfortable there's not huge groups but like whenever i go to santa cruz like i'd like deliver like to like a neighborhood like near a beach and there's just like thousands of people just like not giving a fuck and it's Mm -hmm. just like it's just crazy to me like it's like you know it's like it's not that hard to follow rules like come on just like you know follow the rules for a little bit and like get through it and you know everything can turn to normal but like it's unfortunate that you know it's it's starting to the the cases are starting to rise again and i you know, it makes me worried. Like, I'm, I'm so stoked. Shows are coming back. There's so many cool shows coming up. Like, I mean, my band finally has shows booked, and I'm like worried that um, because we have a that show in uh, uh, at a what's it called Chain Reaction with mm-hmm. um, Mind Force. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm worried about that now. Like, I because I just uh, I think last night uh, the Bay Area, or at least I saw the news that the Bay Area is like gonna start having the mask mandate regardless of your um, your vaccination status, and I'm like fuck, like. Is that is everything just going to shut down? We're going to like put everything on pause again. Like it just, you know, makes makes gives me all sorts of anxiety. But I'm just I'm like hopeful that people will get their shit together and like kind of relax and start following directions. But I guess we'll see. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine us going back into lockdown just because of like how high the vaccination numbers are and like, you know, how, how much more knowledge we have on. Uh, you know, COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, so like, I, I'd be very surprised if there was another lockdown. Yeah. I, at this point, like I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always helpful. I'm a pretty optimistic mm-hmm. person, but like, it's because of like the whole COVID thing, like nothing surprises me anymore. So I'm just like, I'm going to stay positive until, you know, I'm not, but I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> okay. And uh, I, I always have to bring up this band uh, whenever I talk to anybody from uh, your area because I, I, you you re- recorded them um, Infirmary and I just like I just loved that record so much uh, Augmentation of Life and I just uh, I, I'm happy that I, I got to see them at least once but I, I just I love that record and if, if if you can remember uh, what was it like you know working with those guys and I, I know um, they do a, a, a newer band and some of those guys play in other bands but I'm just curious um, about just that time when you recorded Infirmary yeah it was um it was interesting because Matt there, um, have you talked to Matt on your podcast? I know you talked to his brother, Justin. I don't, I didn't remember if you talked to Matt already, but um, he's like, he's just like Justin, super talented, plays like every instrument. And it was the first time, like, it's funny, Justin did the same thing when I recorded Feel the Flames, but like, 
usually when you record drums or whatever, you have like someone playing guitar along, you guys like jam together and we record the drums. But like Matt was just like, oh, like I just know the songs in my head. So I'm just going to like play by myself. And I was like, all right, like that's, that's weird, but I'm down. It sounds good. Yeah. I can't really help you on like the structure because I don't know the guitars do them, but as long as the drums sound cool and like it was cool just like recording them. Like they were, I mean, they're a couple years younger than I am, but like, you know, we're all, we're all go to shows. We have a lot in common and like, I remember the biggest thing I remember from recording that album was like we did um, I think we did basically the instrumentation at the studio and then um, for whatever reason we didn't finish and then I was like oh like you know just toss me some money and we can like come back to my house and just do vocals and I remember like we we're doing vocals for um, I don't remember the song title they had like an interlude song and like they were like oh like what if we did like, you know, this like effect they do in like rap songs where they like make it all lo-fi and do this echo. Like, what if we, can we do something like that? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, dude, you could do literally whatever you want. And they're like, oh, like, can we try this? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. And like, we did it and just like watching their faces just be like, oh shit. Like we can do whatever we want. I was like, yeah, dude, like just whatever you want. Like I, I'm pretty comfortable doing like all these sound effects and like, like, everything audio special effects related is just like a combination of little things. And I'm like, not, I'm pretty sure most things I can replicate and just like watching them just realize like, Oh shit. Like that just opened up like a whole new world. And like, we spent like, and maybe an hour or two, like working on this, like one sound effect and like, they're like, Oh shit. Like let's do a layer of like low pitched vocals over this. And I was like, okay, well how about we like do another take of you, like kind of yelling it and we'll like distort it, put it in background and like throw all these effects on it and just like, that's like another cool thing with recording at least bands that aren't as familiar with like the recording process is just telling them, you know, we're recording on a computer and, you know, we have infinite amount of power. Like as long as you have a good computer, like mm -hmm. we have an infinite amount of power to do whatever you want. So like, you know, go big. Like, you know, if you, whether you could do it live or not, like, you know, you want a fucking orchestra playing behind you, let's fucking do it. You want to have like a bunch of crazy sound effects, like on your voice for an interlude song, like go crazy. Like don't, don't let like um, the fact that you were, you know, quote, just a hardcore band, like stop you from doing something cool. And that's like the big thing I remember from making that record was just like watching all their minds just be like, oh, fuck, like we could do whatever we want. And like that, like, you know, now they have Eightfold Path, um, Jarrett's and Led Dream. And like, it's just cool. Like, and I, I record both of those bands and like mm -hmm. same thing happened to them where like, you know, once they got more familiar with the process, they're just like, shit this is tight I, I mean i remember i think it was for a tsunami when i was recording uh dirt their guitarist like he, he's like he's like one of the best guitarists i record and like usually he does everything in like one take but there's one time he like messed up one little thing he's like, i'll just do it again and i was like oh no i'll just copy and paste it it's fine like you did it like three times before already he's like really that's a thing and i was like yeah he's like oh so like whenever we record like if he doesn't play something absolutely perfect, he's like, you could just like copy and paste that, right? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, They're kind of realizing, yeah, that th he doesn't have to do it all over again. Yeah, you can just kind of go in and just, yeah, clip that audio and just kind of move it around. Exactly. Because like there's there are some people who are um, like purists where they're like, oh, like we have to do everything one take or we have to do we have to do it this way because, you know, this one band did it or we did this. But at the end of the day, like, don't give a fuck. Like we like the whole point of like making art is just how people like, like, s or experience it and how they perceive it. Like there's so many like bands that I've like talked to, um, 
like without getting like too technical but like there's like the drum sample thing where like you know drummers don't want to have drum samples on their kit which i usually don't do to begin with but like there's a lot of like people are like oh no drum samples when you know the music calls for it i was like dude like there's so many albums you hear that don't even have a real drummer playing and you don't know and you didn't know until i told you and all it matters is how good the music is and like how people like connect with it so like you know like I, like I said earlier, like, you know, if you want to go crazy with effects and shit, whether you can pull it off live or not, just do it. Whatever adds to the, the vibe of your record is like, that's, that's all I'm here for is I'm, I'm here to like document what, sh- what you made and, but, or hopefully help enhance it and, and make it better in any way that I can. True. Uh, I saw a band once that didn't have a drummer and I was so thrown off because I'd never seen the band before. I get, so I didn't know what the lineup was like. I, I, I don't know if maybe the drummer was sick that day if, or, or if that was normal, but it was just like two guys on stage with like, you know, guitar and bass and they just had these programmed drums and the whole glass house was just going insane. I was like, Oh, this is, this is n- not weird for everybody else. But when I'm like looking at them, cause I just wasn't familiar with the band. I was like, this is crazy. This kind of, it seems kind of off to me, but uh, cool. Like it was, it was just interesting to see, you know, nobody really, uh, you know, having an issue with it. Yeah. As long as, you know, as long as the music's good and people like it, like, you know, do whatever you need to do, like make sure, make it so people can hear you and like get your art and like, just enjoy it. Like that's, that's all that matters to me, honestly. Yeah. So I'm um, obviously you, you deal with like a, a lot of audio. There's been situations where I've put out episodes and I always try to do my best to, you know, mix and master the best to my abilities. But there's sometimes where I've, uh, you know, messed up or forgot to do something. And in my mind, I, I can hear it. It sticks out and it sounds like shit to me. But to, you know, other people, it just sounds no- like, you know, every other episode. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's or and like I'm just wondering, like, maybe that's because I'm here like, at every step of the way. And I uh, know like what's or what the process is and how like the audio is changing from start to finish. But it, it's just so surprising to me that sometimes people don't even notice these like little things. Uh, and, but the, the big to me, but um, it's probably just little. Nobody really even cares. Yeah, it's like you're like so like like deep in the process or like it's like something that you're like like super familiar with like yeah i mean there's records like i'm like you know i'd like to think like most of the stuff i've done i'm i'm been really happy with like most of the time when i hear like an old record i did if i if i like don't like it it's mostly because like oh like it still sounds good but i my new process is like way better and like you know there's I, it's the thing I tell bands like when we're recording, like especially it's mostly if they're like bands I've never worked with before. Or I'm not like as like um, like I guess intimately familiar with your music. Like I just tell them like you know like I'm like I want you guys to do what you do, but like I'm mostly listening. If something sounds like a mistake on my end, then that's when I usually speak up. Like you're like yo like we should do this instead because like you know it, musically I get what you're doing, but like like the thing that I, I probably if there's anyone that's i've recorded like listening to this they'll probably like roll their eyes because i always say like you know like it's like i don't want something that you guys do because like you know you get whether it's a movie or a song like you you put it on you kind of like get you kind of groove with it and you're in the zone like listening but if you do anything to kind of like you know like stop break the focus or like you know throw a little question mark over someone's head that's like something that's not good (laughs) so i like i always tell bands like yo like this like there's at least one one instance of like every band where I'm like ah like maybe let's do this instead just so like you know you don't confuse people or like people who aren't audio people or music people will go like oh what like what the fuck is that because that's the worst like if like you know like there there have definitely been records where like like you said like I'll, I'll put out and like 
if like there's something like ah like you know i could have done that better but like no one cares like the the music's good like the as a whole it's fine it's just you know because we're so deep in it like it'll it'll sometimes bug us but i i think uh as of late i've at least in the last like six months i've kind of gotten over the whole like go like i could have done that perfectly when it's like it doesn't matter (laughs) and do you have trouble like um, when you're like listening to stuff that like you know that you didn't work on like like other records or if you're watching like random youtube videos or even tv shows do you have trouble like turning off like your your like ear for the audio because for me when since i started doing this like i I feel like i can't escape it i feel like i'm I'm always judging like the audio quality on whatever i'm like doing like especially with youtube videos i'm like how did this like you know famous youtuber with millions of subscribers and millions of views on this video like be okay with like how bad the audio is so i'm just curious about somebody like you who like does it professionally yeah i musically it doesn't bug me as much just because like there are a lot of bands that i like like um there's this band vaccine um i honestly can't remember where they're from they have they're like probably one of the most important like punk like hardcore bands to me but they have some records that just sound like absolute horseshit they just sound like chainsaws and like bees and like a like a tin can just like sounds terrible but you like the the vibe you get from the music is like it's still there like you can tell it's them like they there's one record that sounds like shit and another record that sounds really good but like you could still tell it's them musically i usually don't get caught up on that but movies like oh my god like i i don't watch that many i mean i never really was big into movies um to begin with but like the few times I go to like a movie theater or like I watch something new and like HBO max or whatever. I'm just like, Oh, like that's a reused sound effect. Like, Oh, I, I know how they did that. Or like, Oh, that's not like, that's not really what that car sounds like. Or like, Oh, like did you, you just, it's just like little things like that. Like my, like if I'm watching movies, like my girlfriend, she's usually just like, Oh, it's nice. Shut up, please. I'm trying to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> that That's funny. Yeah. That, that, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm, curious now i want to ask about um the band no right uh, how did the band form um so it's kind of funny it was sierra one day was like i want to be in a band and she had like a lineup going and they i know they jammed like a few times and they wrote like a song then um it just kind of you know everyone was busy and they kind of stopped hitting sierra up because they were all in other bands and um she hit me up because she's like oh like i know you record and like um, I do like a lot of like drum programming um, for bands. Like one of the things I try to help people out with is like, if like, if I know a friend who like has a bunch of riffs and they don't have a drummer, I was like, yo, like, let me just program your drums. Like uh, we'll write like a demo together and like get it out there. And then you can find a drummer and then, you know, you can go out from there. And there's been a few bands I've done that with. And like, I did that with Sierra. She came over, like we wrote and recorded uh, that no right song, um, the demo. Mm-hmm. We like, within an hour we had that song done like written and recorded um because basically i would just like you know she would say like oh like i want to riff like this i want to riff like that because you know she's first time being in a band she like i think she played like a little bit of keyboard but she's never like played in like a hardcore band or she's never like played guitar so she's like oh like i like i want to do like this type of riff from this song into like maybe this type of riff in this song and i you know I'd, i'd play something and she'd be like oh that's cool and we recorded it and then like she had like lyrics kind of written that she wanted to talk about and then i helped her like work on the phrasing and then you know like i said within an hour we had that song done and then she was kind of like ah like this is kind of cool like i i like being in a band i was like it's fun and then i wasn't 
honestly going to like, I wasn't even going to be in the band. I was just going to like, you know, record it and help her out. And then um, we like, even though it was like her first time writing music, we like really clicked. And I was like, all right, like, you know, I could be in a band. Like I can be in a band with you. Like I, I was in another band, like it wasn't like anything serious, but I was in a band that took up most of my time prior. And like that kind of like got put in the back burner. So I, I didn't have like a, a primary like you know outlet at the time so i was like all right like let's do it and then put the song out and we've been here it was just us two for a while and then we had like friends fill in for us it's actually thanks to malachi um uh, that we actually like took or, like i i should say like take the first step like talking about earlier like is sierra like i don't think we released the song at the time but like sierra was like talking to malachi I was like oh yeah like i started a band like I have a guitarist like we recorded a song malachi's like, all right well you're gonna play that song at this show that i'm booking and she's like oh like we're not ready and malachi's like all right we'll get ready like and she's like oh fuck okay so like you know we we had our our, our homie adrian i think adrian philbin on drums that that uh that time and then tyler um who played bass for us um for a little bit he sierra's like oh can you play bass for us we have to we're gonna play this one song like you know before um this other band and we played that one song at this little cafe in Santa Cruz. And that's basically been it. We've just been kind of doing our thing since. That's wild. <laughs> but I, I love Malachi. He's, he's always been good to me. Uh, so I, I'll uh, always give him praise because uh, he, he's such an awesome person. And anytime I, he ever gets brought up, um, you know, with anybody that I talk to, it's always positive things. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a sweetheart. Sometimes he gets on my nerves, but I feel like that's with most of your friends. Like, you're just like, ah, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> But how did you react when you found out like, oh, shit, like we have to play this one song at this show? Like, were, were you nervous at all? Honestly, like I I've had like. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't want to say like identity crisis, but like I remember, you know, like we recorded that song so quick. It was like it was really natural. It's just, you know, this riff goes in this riff. And I remember like when people started like talking about it and like they like liked it. I was like, damn, like, you know, I like. I got jealous of myself almost. I was like, damn, like I've done like this same shit with other projects that like, you know, I've been a part of and like no one reacted to it like this. Like, what am I doing different? Like, like, is it just Sierra? Like, you know, cause she's well known like throughout the scene, like in California and all over, like, is it just Sierra? Like, is it me? Like for a while I kind of struggled with that, but then like, you know, it was just like when they were like, Oh, we're going to play this show. Like I was already playing in bands for a while. So I was like, all right, like, let's just do it and the only stressful part was like finding members but and like stressing about sierra playing her first show but you know she's she sounded like hilarious because it was her first time yelling like in front of people but like mm -hmm. the reaction like the way we all like like meshed together like playing that song like and the the vibes there were like really good and that was basically where it all started it was just like basically like any weird like thoughts I had about like this project, like completely went out the window when we played that one song. Um, it's somewhere up on YouTube. I could like, I don't know if I could send it to you later. It's just like funny watching like, you know, us as like babies playing it kind of. And like, you know, we're all like seasoned now, or at least Sierra is seasoned and she's like, she's done tours and like, she's recorded a couple albums and like, um, like watching the growth like is insane. Cause that's my, that's my favorite part is just watching musicians or people grow as like they progress in their in their path musically or creatively i think it's awesome I, th that moment is captured on video yeah I, I would love to check that out because that's uh pretty interesting because uh maybe it's not 
or maybe it's more common now, but before it, it wasn't, uh, I felt like a lot of bands didn't really have the foresight to want to like record their first set or their first show. But I, I think it's something I feel like any band should document their whole journey because uh, who knows where they'll end up. You know, they could turn out to be the biggest band in the world or they could turn out to be some cool, you know, niche thing or some cool thing for the region. But I always think it's awesome to be able to have that documentation to be able to look back and, and just share it because, you know, not even, uh, you know, obviously with, with your friends and everybody around at that time, but even for like newer kids to the scene who probably missed that era to be able to you know have that footage to look back and you know see what it was like i, I think it's awesome yeah there's a um there's an engineer uh steve albini who did like you know nirvana's in utero record and does like um, neurosis and stuff and he like he's like analog recording engineer and his like ethos for like recording is always like you know like i'm basically my job is to document and preserve your music until the audience that is the until your audience either presents itself or like forms so like my my responsibility as a recording engineer is to like preserve it until it's ready to be heard or like you know until it's and in, in basically until it's ready to blow up and i like you said i think it's important for you know obviously like not everyone's first show is like perfect our that that video like definitely there there's like mistakes in it but like it's important to like see the the progression like i remember like like Code Orange, for example, I I I didn't go to the show because I was working a job, but like I remember they played in San Jose with um with Full of Hell and Gaza, which eventually turned into um Cult Leader, and I remember like they played in like a fucking like little tiny garage in San Jose, and now they're like they toured with, like System of a Down, like it's just like crazy to see like the progression, like they they're, like they're to me like they're like you know they're like a hardcore like metal band now, but like they're just mm. like a hard band like doing the the normal like cycle or touring cycles and like you know documentation is important because it's like watching the progression is insane because like you know if someone's just finding out about this band they see like you know they go to a system of a down show and they see code orange playing like yo this band's sick they check them out and like yo wait a second they played a garage like six years ago like i can do that and then who knows maybe that one person who says i can do that they become the next biggest band like in whatever genre and that's just like documenting it to like potentially inspire like other people to you know take that first step is like super important 100 because it, it shows that 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 status is attainable yeah definitely yeah that's it's wild but okay so the that demo song comes out but there was like a gap uh or did you guys record something in between um unjustified and the demo so we had um we basically had the music for the unjustified EP done for a minute, but it was tough. Um, cause Sierra, you know, she lives in SF. I'm in San Jose, like an hour South. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't have a, she doesn't drive. So like, it was tough, like trying to schedule like both of our school schedules and like, you know, her driving down or not driving down, taking the train down. Like I pick her up from the train station. Like, you know, we record like a little bit, um, like, that day and then you know at the time like she wasn't like her like vocal endurance wasn't up to par with like you know most recording vocalists so like you know maybe we do like a song a day and then you know she'd crash at my place and then i'd drive her to the train station the next morning and then you know we'd wait like two weeks so it took us a long time to do the vocals but that ep like instrumentally like we recorded that in my parents living room um like like the drums are downstairs living room and like the guitar was like just my loud ass guitar cap next to my head and just recorded all that. And we sat on it for a while. And like, 
know, uh, I mean, we still kind of procrastinate with everything, but like it was, it was even worse before when we were all in school. Cause you know, we'd be like, let's do this. And then like, you know, we'd all get busy and then like a week before it's about to happen. We're like, ah, oh, fuck, we got to finish it. And like, there was like a, we, it was funny. Like that EP was supposed to come out. Um, I think it came out beginning of 2018, right? Yeah. Um, January 4th. I, yeah. So it was supposed to come out like December of 2017, but, um, like we sent it to the mastering engineer because, um, you know, we basically as soon as Sierra's vocals were done, like I, I finished mixing it and I was like, all right, send it to the mastering engineer. And then um, like the Brad uh, from Audio Siege, he's like one of my favorite mastering engineers. Like he he did a great job on it, but it was funny because like he did the first pass on it hella quick, like he always does. And, um, you know, I sent it to the band. I was like, everybody take a listen. Like, let me know what you think. And like, you know, some people responded and some people didn't. So like it took us a minute to get back to him. And then by the time we got back to him, he was like, oh, like I'm actually going to be gone for two weeks on a family vacation. So I won't be able to get back to it until um, when I get back. And basically he got back, like, I think like the 28th or like the day after Christmas or something like that. <laughs> so I was just like, oh shit. Like we told every that's the thing that we've like learned. We would tell people like, oh shit, this is coming out in like a month. And then like, you know, it doesn't come out in a month. And then it got pushed back till uh, whenever it came out in January. Um, but yeah, we basically just, it it's just been slow. Like it's Sierra and I mostly who write everything. Like we, it's just like, I, I like jamming with other people, but like it, you know, everyone like even, even more so now, like everyone's so busy, like everyone's got jobs. Everyone's like doing their own thing. Like it's most of the time it's just all like write majority of a song or a riff and then bring it to everyone and then we like construct it from there but yeah we just we recorded everything sat on it for a bit and then we like tried to squeeze like little tours or runs in uh between uh, everyone's school and work schedules yeah I, I felt with like when unjustified came out i felt like um, you guys started getting or gaining traction with that release because you guys I, I started seeing the name pop up more and you guys doing uh more shows and getting on bigger shows uh, you know and, and, uh, even outside of california yeah, I was like, I was pretty stoked. Like, I mean, it was like, I've done other records, but like, it was like the first, um, you know, every every recording engineer that's in a band, like, I, they're way more critical of their own stuff because, you know, we, I write it and then, you know, I record it. So I'm even more critical because it's my music. And like, you know, I was like super proud of the riffs and like the, just the message that Sierra was trying to get across and like whatever she was working out was like, captured perfectly and um like it was it was interesting like i you know with previous bands like you know we put records out and just were like oh like just we hope people some people like it and then we started getting it up for all this stuff and i was just like all right like i guess this is it let's just go do it and then we just tried to make it work yeah no it, it seemed like you guys were were making it work and i'm um, obviously you know unjustified came out 2018 and you guys had a release in 2019 with uh senescence and uh i i think the the obviously the, there's the the title track but i'm just curious uh how you guys landed on that name for the album because i i think it's a pretty interesting word yeah it uh, first off shouts out to you you were the first person to pronounce that correctly like right off the bat like <laughs> i remember when sierra like brought up like the term senescence like um, there was one line in Senescence, um, where she was talking, but basically Senescence is like the, um, I don't know the exact like scientific like description, but it's basically like, I think it's the process of like how flowers decay or like how they die. Um, and like the song Senescence, like, uh, at least like the way I perceived it when we were like, when I was, Sierra and I were like writing the lyrics was like, it was kind of like 
you know, everyone has their, um, their own like childhood traumas or just traumas in general that they're trying to get through and like trying to, you know, as if like the, that old version of you is like kind of dying away and like trying to, you know, just move on and not, not try to be a victim over like whatever has affected you previously. Like that was, I remember like when she brought up the term senescence, I was like, yo, that's kind of a stretch. Cause like, that's, I've never literally never heard of that word. I think she's in like a, she was in some class in college and it got brought up and she's like, yo, that's, that's kind of hard. But um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like it was, it fits perfectly, but I've, I've definitely heard a lot of people, like I've heard some funny, <laughs> funny pronunciations of that word. Um, but you know, Sierra's, Sierra's the vocalist. She, she thinks of all the, all the texts for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting word. Cause if, if you look at it and you're like, Oh, how, like, you know, for somebody who's probably not brushed up on their like vocabulary um, or like, you know, their reading seal, they look at that word like, how the fuck do I say that? Cause it, it is like, you know, a weird sequence of letters yeah it's it's definitely it, it it's definitely a tongue twister like i um i i was super i was super proud of that that album like it was definitely different from the first ep but it was i think that was the it was kind of in line with like what sierra was talking about with like kind of maturing and talking more about like the the past traumas and like you know being comfortable enough to like do something like you know different like like when i was talking about infirmary like the when they were when I just told them like, Oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And just like watching them go like, Oh shit. Like we can do whatever we want. And then we kind of had the same thing as like a band. Cause you know, it, you know, as, as an engineer, like, you know, I work with other people's music all the time, but like it, with my own music, it's, it's almost, it's, it's way harder. Cause you know, I have to remind myself like, yo, you could do literally whatever you want. And like, it, it started with like, you know, the, the first song in that record is just like a big old, like whammy, whammy part, high pitched, like dissonant shit. And like, Sierra like jokingly brought that up once and I was like, I can do it. He's like, I was like, there's, I know the pedal that does it. Like I, I ha I used to have one. I can just buy another one. We can write a song. And that's basically how that record started was me writing that first riff and, you know, went from there. Yeah. And I, I definitely, uh, in my opinion, like when I listen, uh, you know, uh, to unjustified and then senescence I, I i can hear, I feel like the growth, um, like in the band, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's I'm um, pretty interesting, but I'm um, obviously just like every other band, uh, I, like you guys got halted because of COVID, and it kind of bummed me out because I, I like I said I felt like with Unjustified you guys were uh, starting to do bigger things, gaining more traction, and then I felt like Senescence was supposed to be like the breakout thing for you guys to like kind of start like you know like doing like a bigger takeover. Yeah, I like I was super excited when that came out and you know we we did like one tour off it really it was when we um we like planned around a fest um um up in calgary as we met the scoped exposure guys met like spencer and everybody mm -hmm. and um, like we ever the reaction to it was like really cool and like like it like definitely we made a lot more friends and fans from that record because it was it wasn't as like directly related to hardcore like there were a lot of like you know metalcore parts and like just straight up metal parts at times and mm -hmm. it was cool like we got the you know we played shows that we never thought like we would ever like say oh yeah we're down with um like we played with uh this band spite from our area they they had like a record release show and like you know we we had the metalcore parts and like we made a lot of friends and um had a, found a lot of new listeners that day and like I think it's an important record for us and like like you said it was, it was a bummer that you know COVID happened and we haven't been able to do much else with it but the the new music we've been writing the new song that we have coming out uh next week actually um i'm like super proud of because i think it's definitely um 
it's everything that is good about senescence and unjustified and like the new because you know we have that one song recorded that's coming up all the new music that we're like working on I'm, i think it's like the best stuff we've done so far for sure and i, I am curious because uh, obviously uh pandemic hits uh lockdown but uh, people are finding ways to be more creative and to to stay active and kind of keep fans at bay and, and let them know like hey like we're still here uh you know bands putting out records uh, doing live streams but uh and really for, from your area right like you know drain drop that record at the beginning of the year and uh just so many awesome bands coming out uh you know and doing like bigger stuff from your area but when i looked at uh, no right it was just really quiet was that like a conscious decision on your guys's part that you wanted to just uh, not really do anything during the pandemic and just wait till it passed to start being active again or did you guys uh, have plans to want to do stuff during the pandemic but it just didn't pan out it was a little bit of both i think the timing of when senescence came out and by the time like you know pandemic hit like it was i we kind of felt that you know we kind of, I didn't I don't want to say wrote off like senescence like you know doing like an album cycle or like promoting it and doing stuff with it I just felt like um it kind of ended prematurely and I'm you know I'm like I you know I, I obviously want to like do anything we put out to do well and like live its full cycle but like you know I I think when pandemic hit like you know you don't have much else to do other than when you get home from work and I remember just like kind of listening to it and be like damn like you know I like I, I want to do it, do more with it, but it's like, we are already writing new music that I think sounds better. Like there's so many other bands, at least this is my perspective that I've talked to the band about before. Like, you know, we, we had like, from my point of view, like we had like our shot and like, we had like our time, like where everyone was like listening to us and like, like might as well, let's just focus on new music. And like when, you know, naively we're like, Oh, you know, when pandemic's over in a couple months, um, like we'll just like come back stronger and then, you know, a year later, but it's like, let's let like other bands like do their thing. Um, we'll just come back harder. Like, you know, Sierra's going to finish up school. Um, I finished up school the year before, um, Tyler, um, actually left the bands, um, right before pandemic, but, or no, I think it was during pandemic. I can't remember. Um, but he was like, Oh, like, you know, I'm, he's going to finish up school, basically waiting for everyone to kind of like, get everything they need to get done so we can all focus on the bands and then you know pandemic still going on but it's just i think the um you know it's it's kind of like contradictory where like you know i want everyone to have like you know no restraints and like do whatever they want to do and like just be happy with it do but at the same time like i feel like pandemic has like put a construction on bands where they have to think outside the box or just be like oh fuck like people need to hear us like let's do a live set or like do a music video or do whatever like like spy they did that uh we did that live session together at panda and like you know they haven't played a show at that point it was just i think the the pandemic was cool well it's not cool but the the, the helpful part was you know bands had to think of like okay like we can't just release music and play shows like we have to make sure like our album artwork's sick we got to make sure like the like the aesthetic part of our band like matches the sonic part of it and um i'm like I'm, i mean i'm proud of every band like especially bay area bands whether like i've worked with them or not just like friends bands like are like i don't want to say taking it more seriously because they've always take, taken it seriously but they're like mm -hmm. they're they're focusing on the whole spectrum of their band rather than just like oh like we just need to play shows um but i i'm i'm like you know we uh, no right has plans like do other stuff like you know we have shows booked and like we we have we're trying to write or finish writing a record and like you know we have aspirations to you know find a label to put it out on and stuff but you know i, I feel like the, the state the world's in now we're just kind of like we're playing it by ear like obviously we're going to have the music done but like 
we're not like gonna get like too crazy deep in the stuff just in case but um stuff's working for sure like it def there definitely was a pause like the beginning of pandemic we were just like we only have jammed like actually last night um was the first time we've had band practice in over a year like the last year we practiced once in October, August, I think. Yeah, it was actually almost exactly a year. We, we practiced before we went in the studio to record the single. And then we legitimately did not. I mean, we saw each other, but we never like played music together until literally last night. Okay. Well, I'm ha really happy to hear that the band is getting busy again because I've listened to multiple people that I've talked to from like up in your area that I think that like the crop of bands that are um, active right now are like part of like this, like legendary time, like for your area. Cause, cause if you look at how many awesome bands are active right now. Right. So like all the great records that have come out of there. Uh, and I just think about it. I'm just like, dude, cause like before, like all like the current bands are happening right now. Like when I used to think of, uh, you know, like the Bay, like San Francisco and that area, like the bands that would come to mind would be, uh, trash talk hoods uh, lose none uh, on a war path you know bands like that but now it's just like okay like uh, like a lot of those bands aren't even active anymore i think like hoods uh, and lose none just played a show but they're not like you know super active i don't even think they put out a new uh, they've put out a new record so now when i think of your area and it's been like this for a couple of years i i think of the bands that uh, you know is in your circle and i'm just like okay this is a special time just because if you think about like the reach that uh your scene up there has like you know across the entire world and you see like you know these uh you know sweatshirts selling out and causing a big fuss and these albums selling out and you know getting signed like bands getting signed to bigger labels i'm just like dude this is a special moment and like people have to like like recognize that and i'm just happy that no right is active and a part of that and you guys didn't just kind of you know fade away after uh the, the last record yeah i it's definitely it's been on my mind trying to get no right back in but i'm i'm so proud of you know all my friends and like the records they put out and the music they've done and like you know watching them progress and like like seeing like all their hard work like pay off even in like a not normal time in the world just makes me so like excited like i mean gulch like i mean obviously like the big names like you know gulch drain um like just watching their records like take off was just like was so cool to me just like damn like they're doing it like they i remember when gulch opened i forgot what show it was but i remember i was at i think i was at their first show their first real show and like um like they played it i think pretty sure it was in santa cruz at sub rosa like this little bookstore and i was like you know they were just like were, everyone was friends with them like you know they they're used to a band like true hearted um sammy i mean drain was around already at the time but you know sammy everyone was like oh shit like sammy plays drums he's playing for for gulch like oh like this everyone's like oh they used to be true hearted and like everyone like loved the music and like you know i'm just happy that it's more than just the bay area that gets to experience their music and like um whether like you know there's a sweatshirt controversy or like records selling out or, or like scalpers or whatever the fuck you want to call it like i th their music is being heard and like their hard work is paying off and i think that's like super important 100 percent so the AHC lineup gets announced and I'm, I'm scrolling through seeing, you know, the, some of the bands that I like and uh, bands that I'm like, oh, cool. They, they made it on this comp. And then I, I get to know, right. And I'm like, holy shit, like they're going to be on this comp. That's awesome. Uh, how did you guys, uh, you know, get contact, uh, you know, with Triple B to, to get on the comp? And did you already have this song, um, you know, uh, you know, written or was it in the process of being written? You're like, oh, oh cool. This would be perfect for the comp. Honestly, I 
can't tell you, uh, I don't know the full details because Sierra usually is the one that like talks to everyone, but I'm pretty sure like, like most things with this band, like um, someone like is like I, one of the best shows we played and the most fun shows we played is we opened for Turnstile and Turnover, which is hilarious to think about like a metal band or hardcore band opening for that. But like, I think it's the same thing with the Triple B thing was like, not jokingly, because, you know, we're, we're a band that Triple B, like, we sound like bands that Triple B would want to work with. But I think it was just like um, Triple B being like, oh, yeah, like, let's let's do something together. And Sierra's like, okay, like, what are we going to do? And then it was just like, oh, like, you know, being on the comp. And, and this was like a, over a year ago at this point. But like, basically, like, getting talks. And then um, finally, it was like, all right, like, submit the song by, like, this date. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay, it's real. Like, let's let's get in there. Um, you know, we're coming back after not really doing anything for a minute. Um, we got to like really like focus up and like um, had like a, a lineup change uh, going into it and like lineup change after it. And like, just, I think, I don't know. It's just uh, back to the COVID thing. I think just like being like having the world kind of be on pause or in limbo, like for us at least um, in our circle, like we're just like, fuck, like we got to like, we we had the song like mostly written but i think it was when it was like oh like here's the date to submit it we're like oh fuck okay now we gotta like you know we gotta actually sit down and do it but in terms of like how we got on it i i'm not entirely sure like the, the full details that was mostly sierra but i'm pretty sure it was just like yeah let's do it and then someone finally said okay here we go <laughs> that's awesome for being quiet for so long and then to come back and i feel like you guys are coming back really strong on the comp you're doing this weekend with Mind Force. You're talking about like one of the biggest bands in hardcore right now. Uh, it, it, it's seriously it's such a cool thing, and I, I'm I'm so stoked for you guys or for all of you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's like I think Sierra said it on like her Instagram post where like I almost feel like we don't deserve it because you know we have been quiet, but you know I I'm I'm grateful to be on it. Like I like other bands are everyone is doing well in mm-hmm. our circle, and that's like that's all that's all i care for yeah i, I think it's interesting that uh sierra would post that she feels like they like you guys almost, almost like don't deserve it but i i i kind of disagree because i felt like you guys were going really strong and it wasn't you know the, uh your fault that COVID hit because like uh sometimes I, I i like to imagine like what a band like if COVID didn't hit like where certain bands would be because i felt like there's just so many bands that uh, and I'm sure they'll, they'll get there because, like, you know, uh, they're still super active and uh, the trajectory just hasn't stopped going up. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, sometimes it's like, man, this band should be way bigger. But it's like, you know, COVID stopped everybody. So it's just a matter right. of time. That's all. I, I mean, I, you know, Drain and Gulch are still like the biggest bands like that. in like, like, I think in the States, like to me, at least, and like, mm-hmm. like they're still immensely popular and doing really well. But like, you know, both of their records were kind of stopped by covid like what if covid never happened like i mean drain's already doing big shit they got tours and uh i think they got like tour in europe or some shit um they announced like doing all sorts of crazy shit like and like like what would have been like if covid wasn't a thing like it would have been the same and they just would have done it sooner or like you know would have just the progression been like a lot faster like it, it's pretty insane to think about but it's they're still doing well and they're still active and that's all that's all that matters yeah and you mentioned drain and yeah the, they should be the biggest band in the world like oh yeah that last record is insane and uh they'll get there they're just they have a show with city morgue i, I i'm sure you saw that and i and like i was talking to sammy about it i'm like dude this is insane i was like and uh, one of the guys in city morgue i know um has hardcore ties so it, it's not too far-fetched but i think i think just think it's crazy and cool that they're playing that show with city morgue 
Yeah, I'm like, I've never like, um, I know some people are super, um, I mean, it's not really like a, like tech, like a crazy mixed bill, but like, I remember like some like people at shows are always like, kind of like weirded out by like, oh, like hardcore and like not hardcore bands or whatever. But like, I love that shit. Like, I think it's like so cool that like, you know, like, like when I was talking about earlier, like the, when we play that turn turnover show where it was just like, fuck it, let's do it. Like, and that's like, I think the best things happen like that, where it's just like, ah, right, like, let's do it. And like, oh, wouldn't this be crazy? And then it is crazy. And then <laughs> it's awesome. Like, I, I think it's so cool. Yeah. And, and, and you got to think, um, unless you're like some weirdo, like we all like different types of music, right? We're, we're not all just like, we only love hardcore or, you know, we only love um, rap or just one type of music. No, I, I feel like uh, everybody likes multiple genres of music. So for me, I feel like it's a, it's a treat if I could walk in, see, you know, four different bands from different genres. I'm like, hell yeah, this is this is like, you know, four different shows I would have gone to anyways, all in one. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, I remember at least in I'm sure it was outside of the Bay as well. But I remember there's a period of time in the Bay Area where like breakdowns weren't cool. And I just it blows my mind that that was a thing. And like I um I was talking about this the other day where it was um, like, I don't think people's like music tastes have changed. It's just, I think people aren't like ashamed to say like, Oh yeah, I, I love new metal or like, Oh, I, I love rap or like, I love this style of music. And like, yeah, it's influenced my band or like, you know, I'm trying to tie it in with hardcore. And I think that's like, you know, why limit yourself on shit? Like I, there are very few people who like, you know, I, I, I enjoy hardcore. I'm not like, you know, I work with a lot of hardcore bands, but like it, it was not like the, the first genre I listened to. I, I, there are very few people I can think of who like, you know, have been listening to hardcore their whole lives. Like I, you know, I got into it as a, as like a, as like a teenager, like as, or like a, almost an adult, like it was just like, or seriously into it at least. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. just don't be, don't, there's, there is no such thing as a guilty pleasure really. It's just, you like it and that's your thing. And I, I think it's like super cool that now that people are just like, you know, yeah, I like breakdowns or yeah, I like rap or I like this or whatever. And they're just, they're, they're just proud to, be a part of something that's really cool yeah and i, I feel like yeah, people shouldn't be ashamed to just like what they like because uh, people got to realize that not everybody's going to like the same stuff as you uh, and i'm sure that you'll find people who do so it, it's just uh it, it should just be okay to, to like what you like and people shouldn't feel ashamed yeah especially with like you know social media and everything like oh. I think of like Reddit and shit. Like there's always like, if you think you've got a weird interest, I guarantee you there's at least a thousand of the people that have the same weird ass interest or even weirder. And you guys are going to be best friends when you find each other. <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Like uh, I'm into like K-pop and some of my friends get it. Some of my friends don't. But when I walk into the record store and there's, it's full of people buying K-pop albums. I'm like, yeah, this is, it's not that weird. Yeah, it, it's funny, like with K-pop, like I'm, you know, I'm not into it at all, but like, or I'm not as familiar with it. I have some friends that are into it, but the oh, few, who like, are they? I, I, my friend Mary, <laughs> the person I, think of. You, I can give you guys, you guys can like talk about K-pop all the time. Okay. Uh, I give you guys uh, each other's tags, but like, okay. I remember like, I remember it was probably like a night I couldn't sleep one night and like, you know, I saw like her post, like, a uh, you know, people post like the album artwork or something. And I was like, all right, like. You know, I've seen this a million times. Might as well click on it, and I listen to it. And like the first thing with like all you know, K-pop's huge outside of like the. I mean, in the states, it's huge, but like mm -hmm. around the world, it's even bigger. Like the first thing I noticed, like an audio person, is the production value on literally everything I've heard. Like the few things I've heard is just insane. Like there's like so much money and effort goes into it, and it's just such like a like a like a perfectly packaged thing. I have no idea what they're saying. The melodies are catchy as hell. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's, it's just so cool. Like the, you know, it's, 
like literally from another world almost but it's like you know one of the biggest like genres in the world but it's just it, as an audio person it's cool to, like listen to that and be like damn like they put a lot of work into that or like oh they probably did this like oh yeah i definitely hear this thing they're doing here and it's just like it's perfect yeah it blows my mind sometimes because i'm just like because I, I just got into it. Uh, that was my like, uh, like my new hobby because of the pandemic. I was like, oh, let me try to figure out getting something new. And I just stumbled uh, uh, upon it. Like I knew about it, but I was never really super into it. But then I just kind of went down the rabbit hole and I just haven't turned back. But it, it is uh, pretty interesting to hear uh, you know that kind of music and just like see like the, the, the song structure and just be like, wow, like even though it's like, uh, you know, it's K-pop, but it, obviously they, they take influences from other genres as well. So it's just like, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. The like, you know, the poppy side of it is like, oh, like I see that like that. That's the same as this genre or whatever. Like, oh, you know, uh, like Billboard, like topping artists like, oh, that's the same. But, you know, it's just I they're speaking a language that I do not understand. <laughs> well, you know, they'll hire like these, like, you know, some of these like famous, uh, you know, American like you know, pop singers, they'll hire them to write lyrics for like these K-pop groups, like their entertainment companies will like, you know, hire on foreign talent to, to help uh, with their music. It, it, it's such a crazy industry. Yeah, I remember I'm like a I'm a big fan of uh, Halsey and I remember oh, she, really? last album she did. Um, she had uh, I'm pretty sure it was a K-pop guy there was one song where he was singing on it and I was like, yo, like this is sick. And you know, I never like once thought of looking at the lyrics and my girlfriend was like, yo, like you should look at the lyrics. They're actually kind of crazy. And I, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember when I was reading it, when she was showing me, I was like, yo, like that's so crazy to think like, you know, another pop artist is having K-pop like feature and like the lyrics are like, you know, the different language. But when you finally like look up the translation, it's like, Oh shit. Like this is, I, I, I vibe with it. Like, this is sick. I did not know you're a huge Halsey fan because I love Halsey so much. Dude, I am so the her new album, the fact that she has Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross producing it, I am absolutely juiced to hear that because I I love her voice. I mm -hmm. there are some songs where like instrumentally, I'm not like the biggest fan of like the you know the backing music, but like her voice is like one of my favorite like voices. But like all the hype like all the like that movie i think there's a showing in sf i'm gonna go to with my girlfriend for that movie that she's doing um i'm just i'm super juiced off it like it, it's already like you know i'm nine inch nails i'm 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 a pretty big fan of um, mm -hmm. i think it's funny i think i'm more of a fan of uh trent Reznor, atticus ross more than <laughs> nine inch nails but like it's funny like when as soon as i saw their names like they she posted that preview with like that super ominous like you know snippet i was like yo this is going to be so sick yeah that's that's wild i've never met anybody that i didn't have to try to sell them on halsey um because i you know how i found halsey i was listening to ellie goulding on spotify and then halsey popped up as like a recommended artist and i was like oh like oh i've never heard of this girl before like her name sounds interesting let me check her out and um, and this was like early on and I, and I, I felt like I just like, you know, it was like lightning in the bottle because I, I found her on Spotify and it just so happens like a couple weeks later, she was playing the observatory in the small room. Oh, shit. And I already had tickets to the show in the big room because in the big room it was uh, I think it was saves the day, senses fail, man overboard. And I was like, oh, I'm already going to be there. I can just buy a ticket for the small room. I can just go to both shows and I'll, I'll never forget. I. Um, I, I had two tickets, right? One for the Halsey show, one for the Man Overboard show. 
and I showed up to the observatory and they're like, oh, like, what show are you here for? And I'm like, oh, I have tickets to both. And they're like, all right, well, like I'm um, the small room is already in there. So just just walk in. So everybody that was for the census fellowship still like we're waiting outside. So I just kind of like moseyed on in and like saw like the first band and I, I, at the halls of show wasn't into it. And then I went to like the main room. I saw like census fail and uh, man overboard. And I was like, oh, shit, Halsey's going to hit the stage. So I went back to the small room and it would just change my life. I was like, just. I was like, her music was awesome, but just seeing her live and hearing her voice and her actually singing and it sounding just like her on the record. I was like, this is amazing. And I've just been a fan ever since. That is so I am so jealous. I like got into her. Um, I know my girlfriend listened to I'm trying to look up the EP name. Um, uh, Room 93 EP. I, 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 I'm not good with song titles, but album artworks. I will. OK, Oh, maybe it wasn't EP. It was um. Where is it? You're talking about Badlands? Uh, it was Hopeless uh, Fountain Kingdom. I Ooh, remember, like, nice. I would, I remember, like, you know, if I, like, my girlfriend picks me up and we go somewhere, like, if we're driving, she would put it on. And I'd always, like, I would see the album artwork and I was like, wow, I really like the, like, the album artwork. And mm-hmm. I, you know, driving, like, you know, you're kind of half listening, half focusing on the road. And, like, I, that album, like, was cool, but it didn't, like, click with me. Like, it wasn't like, oh, like, I'm going to download this on my phone and listen to it later. But I remember, um, I saw her do uh, an acoustic version of one of the songs from that album. And it was like one of the songs where I was just like, oh, this is cool, but I'm not into it. But like the acoustic version she did was just like insane. Like her voice, like, you know, being an audio guy is like, okay, like I know they did, they did some stuff to her voice, but it wasn't like they didn't auto tune it to hell. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's just a really well-produced thing. And I was just like, yo, like she is so talented because, you know, I knowing nothing about her. I was like, oh, like prior i was like oh she you know just pop artist like i assume she does like this like pop artists do and then like i kind of like started looking more into her and by the time i saw that video like they started promoting um manic and i think it was i forgot what song came out first the graveyard or um what was it uh clementine mm-hmm. whatever one of those songs that came out first i think it was clementine yeah Cle- was clementine song. came out first yeah because i remember it was like because uh, i had to do with like she was talking about like her brother and yeah yeah i remember like there's during the chorus, the second the I remember specifically the harmony in the choruses changes both times, and the the way that she like isn't really on she's kind of talking sort of on pitch and not really like perfectly in time on the second chorus. Like for whatever reason, that just like 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 that like blew my mind. And I was just like, this is like really fucking good. And I was like, you know, I've been a fan since. Like, I mean, I'm the, the rest of her music, like the rest of her catalog is really good, but I, I love Manic, like that album. I listened to that album a lot. And mm-hmm. it's just like little things, like, and that's, you know, back to the music thing, like with hardcore bands, it's like all you need is like that little thing to like hook someone onto it. And like, then they're like a fan for life. And it was just that, it was that I, I'll never forget is that that second harmony or the harmony in the second chorus where, um, I don't need anything. The way she said it, just like, it just like, like, it just made me a fan immediately and just like i said i'm so stoked for her new album yeah same here i uh i wasn't sure when it was going to come but obviously i I knew we were due for a a new halsey album but yeah she's just she's incredible i i I think she's uh just super great and it just makes me happy to know that somebody or somebody else out there that i know uh you know likes her just as much as i do yeah, there de- there have been drives with friends or whether it's like in the right, like going on tour, or like other friends were all like play Halsey and like people are like, ah, uh, can you just play something else instead? <laughs> oh, I'm driving, fool. Like I'm picking. Like you're gonna yeah. deal with it. go to sleep or something. It's like how do you not enjoy this, uh, you know, amazing music? You got to fix your ears. 
yeah it's like dude like the it's catchy like the the production is great like come on there's literally nothing to not like about it like just get over get over yourself yeah and that's awesome okay uh, you briefly mentioned uh new music uh for no right is there anything you can speak on past the single um nothing like i mean it's kind of down the sierra and i at this point like uh, we have you know we have a, a couple of songs written and a couple more songs like in the works but our i my goal at least like uh, last i talked sierra was like we want to get like an lp written and like send it out to some labels and see what happens but it's it's more you know getting us together and uh it's hard like with anyone i think if you don't have a deadline you're kind of just like left to your own devices like you know taking mm-hmm. fuck forever to do anything and that's kind of where we're at right now i think it's just you know i I think the other thing too is like, I'm, I mean, I'm super grateful that I've been busy, but like, you know, after I've been listening to other people's music all day, like the last thing I want to do is listen to more music. Like, you know, after like working like a week with the band or, or a couple bands, like on the drive home, it's usually like, it's either like super mellow music or like no music at all. And like on my mm-hmm. days off, I'm not like doing revisions, like, you know, I'll like play video games or like, you know, just mindlessly like sometimes well as of late not so much because i've been really tired but you know go for a bike ride or whatever and music is after i've been listening to or working with music i usually don't want to work on more music and especially my own so i think it's just a maybe like as shows or once we start playing shows again like the the motivation will just come flowing back in and who knows maybe the record will be done in a month or it'll be done in six months who who knows I hope that's the case that you guys <laughs> play shows and there's a fire that gets lit under you and, you know, just being in front of the uh, crowd and feeling that energy. I, I hope that helps with uh, you guys kind of uh, getting in gear and um, working on it. Cause I, I feel like, yeah, for, for the, uh, like you know, all of 2020 and uh, 2021 so far, we're you know, eight months in um, and it, for, for it to be quiet for no, right. I, I'm just, I'm hoping that uh, things uh, get more busy. Cause I, like I said, been a fan and I'm, I'm just happy to hear that you know uh, things are moving along um even if they are slowly awesome thanks man yeah i i like last night when we had the first band practice in over a year like we you know running through the set that we're going to play and like we you know the new song that's coming out next week like we've really only like played it like you know once or twice in person and then we met up and recorded it and then that was it and like play through the set like two times or whatever and just like you know, it was definitely shaking the cobwebs out, but like just the feeling of like being in a room with, you know, all my friends and playing these songs again, especially like the the new song. I was just like, yo, like this is sick. Like I've just like, I'm so juiced. Like I get it. Like I, most of my inspiration comes from like seeing like, you know, my friends like do cool shit or like see like their like artistic vision, like come together. And like, that gets me juiced and you know, like, oh shit, like I want that feeling. And, but now that like, you know, we're jamming again, it's like shit, like this is like more fuel to the fire and you know hopefully things get rolling a little bit faster for no right and can you say the name of the new song or is that too soon yeah no the the new song is called exempt and i think it the streams uh, i'll send it to you afterwards um, oh, but i think streams i think the streams start uh next week or something i have it on my calendar mm-hmm. i should i should memorize this but i do not Okay. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be coming out. Um, the streams are supposed to start soon. Oh, actually, it starts on this Friday. The streams of the uh, the uh, comp. Okay. And uh, two last things. Uh, you have the string of mind for shows coming up, and are there more shows booked past that? 
Um, there are, but I'm not sure we're allowed to talk about them yet. But there are things in the works for sure. Like it's not we we have more than just those two mind four shows coming up. Okay. All right. Okay. That's that's fair. And um, one last thing, you, you guys uh, did a, a, a design. I don't know why I'm stuttering when I'm saying design. Uh, <laughs> I, it was a no no doubt rip. Whose idea was that? Because I think that's so fucking awesome. Because I uh, first of all, no doubt's an awesome band. And just living in Orange County, um, I always just get I always have this weird like uh, you know Orange County pride. So I, whenever I see anything related to Orange County, uh, I just think it's so cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Sierra and um, fuck was it. I I'm pretty sure it was Michael from um, fuck I'm uh, spiritual crap. I'm, I think they like, you know, I feel like most of the things that start with no right. It's like us joking about it. And then one of us, someone just has to go like, okay, let's do it. And I think someone said that. And then I think Sierra drew the uh, drew herself. And then um, I think I'm pretty sure it was my, I could be wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure it was Michael who like did the rest of it. And like, we're like, we saw the final product and I was like, I'm I'm not like you know I'm not I know no doubt but I'm not like a big I'm not like a huge fan like I, I'm not f- that familiar with the music but I was like the design's cool and I think it's hilarious like and like I remember we were like all right like you know let's put on a shirt and like let's put it out there and like people loved it and I it's definitely one of my favorite like um, favorite shirts like I I mean shit my my brother who like my little brother who's like not even into hardcore at all is like i want one of those shirts <laughs> which is like a good feeling so i was like all right yeah. we'll, we'll get you one hell yeah well that's awesome and damn charles this has been so fun I, i'm i'm seriously so happy that we were finally able to, to do this because this has obviously been a long time coming and I, i'm just so happy that i was able to you know sit down and talk to you uh, finally about you and no right yeah, it was great to be on here. Like you said, it's been a long time coming, but I, I had a blast and you you were uh, so fun to talk to. Okay, and before we sign off, is there anything um, else you would like to say or plug? Um, I guess, you know, if you're in a band looking to record music and you listen to this, like, hit me up. I'm, I'm as long as you are passionate and you, regardless of what genre you work in, like, I'm, I'm trying to make it work with everybody. Like, I just want to work with passionate people and make some cool art um you know listen to the bay area bands like even if like you've never heard of them if you like hear someone say oh from the bay like check them out like they're they're most likely homies and they are for sure gonna have good music and you know support you know obviously support bay area music but support music from where you're from like you never know like if your homies band's gonna be the fucking the next drain or the next gulch like just support your homies and i guess that's it hell yeah everybody go support audio by tosh Yes, audiobytosh.com. All right. Well, seriously, thank you. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. Goodbye.